What is up, B.A. family, and welcome to another episode of the Breathe and Air podcast, where everyday action meets extraordinary mindset. Today, we have the lead singer of Treaty Oak Revival, Mr. Sam Canty, come on and discuss kind of the progress that the band has had since they last came on the podcast. They have over 1 million streams on Spotify. They have been featured on the Texas Music Now Spotify playlist. And have started to tour consistently, playing lots of shows across Texas with the likes of Aaron Watson and many others. They are on the rise. I know Sam and Lance try to be humble, but there is a lot of great momentum that is moving with Treaty Oak Revival. Go check out their most recent album, No Vacancy, which is able to stream on all platforms. And expect new music. We dive into some of the new sounds that you can hear and expect from Treaty Oak going forward, some singles that they're dropping, and kind of the cohesion of the group with Lance and Sam and how songwriting works and the fusion of the music that is Treaty Oak Revival. So I'm super excited for you guys to hear this in-depth take from Sam and Lance and to be able to see more about how this music is made and how all the magic happens. If you want to hear more from Treaty Oak, you can go check out all of their music. You can find them on all streaming platforms as well as on Instagram at Treaty Oak Revival. You can also find them on their website, treatyoakrevival.com for shows near you. All my Texas folk, check them out. They're probably coming somewhere close to you in the Texas area. Very active there right now. So go check them out and go show some love. And if you see them, go tell them that the podcast sent you. As always, if you are new to the show, welcome and go check us out over on Instagram at Breathe and Air Podcast. Shoot me a DM. Let me know or Sam or Lance or anyone from the band know what you thought of the show. I'm always here to listen to feedback. If you're on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, leave a rating and let us know what you thought about the episode. And as always, share, share, share. That organic reach is how we can continue to grow the show and keep this thing moving and touching as many lives as possible, which is what we want to do ultimately. Today's episode is brought to you by our sponsors over at Garden Fresh Media. There is social marketing, design, branding, photography, any content that you need to make your dream a reality. Look no further than Garden Fresh Media. To take the next step in business, media is not just an option. It is a requirement, especially in today's day and age. So go check them out, GardenFreshMedia.com. And if you're looking for a new logo design, you can use promo code BREATHE50 for $50 off your first logo design. That is Garden Fresh Media. No media, no growth. And without further ado, it is my absolute pleasure to introduce to you Sam Canty and Lance Vanley from Treaty Overbond. Says 
B&A Wednesday. (laughs) What's happening, brother? Good to be back, man. Yeah, it is. It is. It's it's been so cool watching y'all's journey and, you know, watching what you have been creating and building um, with Treaty Oak. So tell me a little bit for those who don't know, give us a little bit background of, you know, who Treaty Oak Revival is and kind of what you stand for. Uh, It's just a group of guys who, you know, we just happened to everything happened to work out and uh, we finally were able to produce a sound that was you know, I thought, I thought different, but also sounded good. And we had all these songs. So, um, people seem to like them when we play them. So we just figured we'd run with it. I mean, I guess what our band stands for is just to make good music and have fun and have a good time and get rowdy and party and play for the party people. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. There's something about country music and specifically the texas country music scene that seems to be you know taking this old country sound like your classic 90s country sound and it's starting to transform a little bit you know you're getting a little bit of some rock infusion and some other type of infusion of different types of music that are coming into that scene so if you could kind of explain for someone who hasn't heard the band kind of explain what the sound is uh (laughs) It's a lot different now than it was back then, man. Yeah. Uh, Like I said, we already had an album, and I guess there were some songs on there that you could consider country, but I think now we're pretty much a rock band at this point. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of gone the full 360. I mean, the only country part, I think, is that sometimes I talk about, like, a girl or a bar, (laughs) and and my my voice sounds like this instead of, like, screaming into the microphone or anything like that. So I don't know. I mean, bands evolve over time Mm -hmm. and sometimes the sound changes. And honestly, I like the way uh, a lot, us included, a lot of these artists are going. um, It's just, it keeps changing and changing and changing. And they keep trying to keep it fresh and take it in new directions. So that's kind of what we're trying to do with this. Kind of, it sounds a lot more, I would say mature. Yeah. The sound has matured since our last project. So yeah. we're on the that, bigger and better things. Right. Yeah, definitely. That's the cool part about it too, is like you don't have to put your sound or yourself in a box. Like everything is constantly no. changing and your ear is constantly changing. People want to hear new things. I mean, you can do that. Yeah. That's always an option, but I don't want to do that. I get bored easily, man. Yeah. Like real <laughs> easily. Yeah. So no. I'm always trying. Well, that's, I'm always trying to challenge myself and with this upcoming project, that's what I wanted to do is to start fresh and, um, see if I couldn't come up with a different sound or different ideas for songs. Maybe I think a lot of what was on our first project that we have out now is stuff that I personally went through. These are more stories that we we had an idea in the beginning of what the song was supposed to be about and then we wrote a we wrote a story yeah. it wasn't like a personal story or like i mean maybe there's bits and pieces of myself in it or lance in it or whoever whoever was in the writing room at the time but it's just um yeah i wanted to do more challenge myself to come up with a story instead right. of 
come from personal experience. Living out the experiences. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, sometimes you get some shit from people. If you, they're be like, that song's about me, isn't it? I've had like several <laughs> girls come up and be like, yeah. And that's the one with the most views. And I was like, uh, or most streams. I was yeah. like, yeah, well, it was a good song. I'm like, I'm yeah. sorry. It didn't work out. And I'm sorry. Like <laughs> you have to live with the fact that that's, that one's about you a little bit loosely based. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I would rather challenge myself to come up with something original by myself that didn't actually happen. Yeah, no, I feel like that would be a harder part of it because when you're writing about something that you actually have felt the emotions from, it's sometimes just flies off because, I mean, shit, you've experienced it. You know how it felt and all the details. But when you're actually you know, putting yourself in someone else's shoes, especially when you're writing, I feel like that poses a lot more challenge. Well, yeah. And you gotta, you gotta remember, um, since we put, since we put this thing out and it's gotten the small following that it's, that it has now. And, uh, you basically at that point, sign your name on the dotted line, like, Hey, guess what? Now I got to write more music Yeah, and I can't wait to, I can't wait for like 10 more girls to break my heart or like to, <laughs> like 10 more, 10 more crazy things to happen that I can write about. Like you got to make some stuff up, man. And yeah. I took a page out of your book um, because I do follow your podcast and yeah. I do listen to it. And I think it's great what you're doing and the message you're trying to send with it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I decided to set a goal and make it. So my goal was, at the big like so basically you have to start writing either before or right after the album is already released yeah. so you, you basically almost have to have half an album done before the album is released already yeah. so that way you know you're not you can spend more time on the music and you're not just constantly trying to think of ideas and lyrics and stuff like that um so i made it a goal to take 15 minutes at least out of every single day or night mm-hmm. to to write a song yeah. or at least try to write write something write a poem write just buzzwords yeah. whatever if if something just came to me i would go into my truck at work or i'd go into my music room and i yeah. just pull out my phone either write it down or i'd sing it in the microphone and yeah yeah so that was really cool man and uh you were a big part of that uh, just seeing your instagram stories and stuff every yeah. day so no, i appreciate, appreciate that. you yeah no that's that's hey that <laughs> you, makes you, my day what, right there you're you're not what you're doing isn't a lost cause man so yeah. cheers to that yep cheers to that i'll take a sip on that one well that's that's awesome to hear i think there's so many times where whether it's music or anything we have these ideas these thoughts and they're like oh this is sick like this is something i could really capitalize on or maybe this is something that I'm passionate about, but it, it, nothing comes of it. Dude. Or maybe it's stupid. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe it doesn't make any sense. Maybe it's dumb, but I mean, that song Ode to Bourbon was the song. I think y'all, you discovered our band from. Yep. And I thought that song was the dumbest thing in the world. Like (laughs) I came up with the chorus first and I was like, this doesn't make any sense. And then after a while, like it it did because I mean, it's, it's all just, it starts with an idea. It could be stupid. It could be rough, but there could be something there that you could salvage from that. So, yeah, 
I mean, it's best. I mean, I, I have I have notepads and notebooks and stuff full of things that I go back and read them. And I'm like, what was I even thinking there? And I'll just yeah. rip them out. I'll rip the pages out. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that up. yeah, that's one of the weird things, too. I think I've recently within the last three or four years started writing down a lot of stuff. I mean, notes for work or for thoughts that I've had randomly, you know, gratitude, whatever it may be. But it's weird to go back and look at those things. And be Dude, like, it's great. Oh. I, I I enjoyed it. Like I, I, I usually use my phone, like yeah. the, note, the notepad on my phone, but I really like the, like the physical touch of holding a notepad. Yeah. Same. Mm-hmm. And just like scribbling. Cause you could like doodle, or like just write some side notes and cross it out. Like yeah. stuff you can't do like on iPhone. I told, yeah. I asked my, I literally went and, uh, when I was planning to start writing this next thing that we're working on, I went to Staples and just bought a crap ton of notepads, yeah. like a whole thick thing of notepads. Yeah. And I use no. it every day, almost every day. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be people like, Oh, I don't know what I would write about. Like it doesn't have to be something super dude, make you know, a grocery list dude it could be like, yeah, random shit random even at work like if you're just trying to like plan your day it's mm-hmm. always good to have a notepad yep so. definitely take me through a little bit of the creation of no vacancy so you y'all go check out no vacancy it's an incredible album and they've gotten a lot of traction um sam's being humble here because as I said earlier, over a million streams on Spotify. They're catching a lot of attention. On Saturday, aren't y'all opening for uh, Aaron Watson? That was last or was that last Saturday? Saturday? That was last yes. Saturday. Okay. Dude, he's a freaking pro, man. Yeah. No, that that's, guy was that's in, a big that, name. That was such a cool, that was such a cool show. Cause he's such he's so professional, which of course he is. He's been doing it for like 15 years. Yeah. But it was so cool to like see. Because since he's been doing it so long, he has so so much equipment and so much stuff that goes into his shows. He would have risers at the front of the stage that we got to use actually too, which was cool because yeah. we didn't bring risers. So like like stuff you can like jump up on because I like yeah. jumping up on stuff, yeah. and like jamming out. But um, he even had it, it's interesting to go open up for these guys because you get to kind of you know, bullshit with them and see yeah. what they have. And you'll be like, what's this guy? Set-? Like this guy's got an insane setup. Like he had like a wedge monitor that had a, did it have a set list on it too? Yeah. Yeah. It had a set list. It had, it showed what capo or what key the song was played in. And then it had like how much time he had left and how much time he elapsed and a clock. And I was like, I wish I had that, man. Like yeah. that would be super nice. All I have at my feet is a set list and it's like dark on stage. So I have to like lean down and look at it. Yeah. So it's cool to see what like the professional dudes have, man. So because yeah. then you can be like, hmm, I may want to if we get enough, if we make it big and get enough money, I may want to get me one of them. That that'd be yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, no. So, uh, but yeah, no. So we opened for him on Saturday, and that was a cool show. So we, we had, a, we had a blast, man. He, he's a good guy. Yeah. It's, it definitely is good to see. It, it makes it, it really makes you feel small being a beginning band too. It humbles you real quick. Like you may think, Oh, 
we're doing we're doing great and then like you look at him like walk out with security out of his bus and you're just like i don't have a bus in <laughs> here in a truck <laughs> hey everybody starts at that level, oh yeah man. i That's know thing. It, hey it just feeds the fire man yeah it I just inspires exactly. you to do better you're like maybe one day if i put in the work yeah no that's exactly right and i mean there's there's so much to be said about that i mean for anybody that's trying to start anything like everybody started at level zero Mm -hmm. and and at some point you know the the grind pays off and you guys are making a splash i mean we just talked about the fact that no vacancy was on one of the top texas country music uh spotify playlist so i'm I'm sure that now go check it out there's a lot of good artists on there no vacancy. Yeah. So, I mean, those kind of things is that positive momentum that just keeps rolling, rolling. And I mean, once that thing gets rolling, it's, it's a powerful thing. Right. And, uh, I mean, I know I'm, you're trying to talk me up, but I mean, it is good to stay humble. And, um, I will say that, but there's a lot of these artists that we've been, we've been fortunate is what we've yeah. been, man. Yeah. Um, I mean, with with the amount of streams that we have and some of I see some of these other artists and we may have more than them. But I'm like, this guy is way more talented than me, in my opinion. And I'm like, I don't understand what we did or if I'm sure it was the playlist, man. It had to be like the algorithm or the playlist. I don't know. I don't want to admit that it's our stuff, but I think this next stuff, I I will admit it's it's going to blow. Okay. Okay. So knock on wood, man. Yeah, no, it definitely will. We're speaking into existence. Y'all heard it here first. (laughs) Exactly. We're manifesting it, baby. That's right. That's right. So tell me a little bit about what, what makes the new sound different. I mean, that's exciting that you guys are obviously already back in the studio and and putting new stuff together. So what, what kind of uh, separates this new stuff? What's, what's the difference? Just, just, uh, I would say, well, first of all, like I said, the songwriting process is different for me. Yeah. But I'm not really uh, coming into this album. I wasn't really worried about the lyrics Mm -hmm. because I think the lyrics will speak for themselves. Yeah. But about the instruments. So our our buddy, I I said I wanted it to sound heavier. I kind of wanted it to be less dancing music and more like honky tonk dancing music. And more like just like head bobbing music. You yeah. know what I mean? Okay. Okay. I like that. And I was also listening to a lot of different music and I had a lot of different influences on uh, who I wanted to influence how I wrote or how I acted or just the vibe, the vibe and the feel of the music. Like we, I, I was like, I told my guitarist, I said, uh, Jeremiah, I was like, Hey, you need to get like a, stop using fender amps and start using marshall tube amps and he bought he's like why i'm like because i want this stuff to like sound pretty heavy like and and raw and so he went and bought this marshall amp and it's like special edition as and it's purple python snakeskin oh it it just it just looks like something like Jimi hendrix would play or something like that and then he went and he bought I don't know if you're an Eddie Van Halen fan, but you know the Franken Stratocaster with the yep. the red and the white and black stripes. He went and bought that, and it was crazy. He put like even he even put he did everything to make that guitar like a replica, 
And even even to the point where he put car reflectors on the back of the <laughs> guitar, just like the original one. Yeah, so and he loves that thing and he shreds on it, man. It's such an awesome addition and it's got such a good sound. So mainly just using different types of instruments, different types of equipment. I really wanted it to be about because I have a great band. Yeah. Like those guys are some of the most talented guys I know. So I wanted to kind of on this project, show them off. Yeah. Because I, I felt like the last project was about me and we are one group. So I wanted to kind of bring it home and develop like our style. Yeah. No, because the last album, if you listen to the songs on the last album, they're kind of all over the place. So I kind of wanted to create a sound that sounded similar. So especially like it shows it, it helps because you can transition seamlessly right into the next song without having to just switch things up yeah no absolutely. also uh new project we got we were in the studio sunday brand new studio state-of-the-art equipment soundproof room last album for those who didn't know it was recorded in a living room believe it or not some wow. guys that soundproofed it so it's pretty amazing what you can do with computers and and uh mixing and mastering and stuff like that. Yeah. No, that's but incredible. Thankfully it turned out good, but this one I'm expecting to sound even better because we are in a legitimate professional studio and the new guys we're working with, they're great guys and I like I love working with them. So we're re we're really excited to to see how this this uh next little thing we're going to put out, which yeah. I don't know how it's going to be received, but we shall see. Yeah, it'll be good. You um, you mentioned kind of that you you know you were listening to a few different things, and there was a few different people that you were drawn from, whether it was stage presence or the sound of the music. What are, what are some things that you've been listening to lately? Like, what's uh, if you're just throwing the shuffle on, you're listening to some stuff. What's what's been recent on the on the playlist? This is gonna be random, dude. Good. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll... <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of Eminem. Okay. And especially in particular the uh, slim shady lp classic um, for yeah for my uh for my my oh it was like at the beginning like right after the project dropped like a few weeks my guitarist came up and he's like hey i got a present for you and i have a record player in my room and he gave he handed me uh a, he bought me a slim shady lp record and I was like, dude, Damn. this is the greatest gift anyone has ever given me. I was like, this is one of my favorite rap records of all time. Because it was the the point where uh, Eminem developed his own style. Like yeah. Slim Shady, did, don't give a, you know, don't give a fuck. <laughs> and um, so I kind of wanted to have that mindset going into the next project is let's, we're going to change things up. We're going to, you know, we're not going to be, Eminem anymore we're going to be slim shady like we're going to yeah. develop our own personality and we're not going to really care what anybody else thinks about it because we think it sounds cool so yeah. like if you don't it, it like i hope i hope y'all like the music but really this album was for us so yeah and it's still being made so we'll see what happens yeah but no. uh then too i'm a I'm a big punk guy, if you couldn't tell. Yeah. By like some of the the melodies and stuff like that in our songs. But um, yeah, I've just been listening to a lot of 
Southern California pop punk bands. Yeah. yeah some old school nineties pop punk bands. Um, because I, when I, when, cause that was like a huge part of my, I guess, musical vocabulary was as far as artists go is growing up. I grew up in Southern California for about four or five years out of my life. So it was yeah. back in the 90s, like early 2000s, where a skater culture, surfer culture, dude. So everyone was just passing around like, <laughs> hey, you got to listen to this band and this band's the next big one. And you listen to Blink and Sublime. Simple Plan and yeah, Sublime, all those, yeah. all those bands, man. I, I, I've just been kind of jamming that. And a lot of like the newer guys in the pop punk scene out there are coming out with some really cool stuff. And I've, I've had a bunch of buddies from over there turn me on to some really cool bands. I've also been listening to some some of the new stuff that's been coming out on the Texas country rock music scene or whatever it is now. Yeah. And uh, there's been some awesome stuff that people have been coming out with, man. It really sounds good. Yeah, it's but, exciting. Yeah. Mainly just like kind of a lot of gangster rap and and punk rock. Yeah, I always love to ask because it's like yeah, I used to get made fun of by the, by my boys because whenever I'd put on my shuffle on Spotify, yeah, you, it you would, would, be, like, would be all over the place. Yeah, I'd be like Dude, whatever. Sometimes, sometimes you get on kicks, man. That's how yeah. it goes. Yeah, like definitely. there'll be one week I'm on a rap kick, or there'll be one week I. Dude, there's one week I listened to Tejano like all like the entire week. Yeah. I swear. Yeah. I love but it's um, my, my stuff's always, it's just kind of what I'm feeling yeah. at that time. So that's, that's a great thing. That's just, a great thing about music. Well, that's why, I mean, I mean, probably my biggest influences or like my favorite genre of music has always been rock metal rap music especially big rap music guy yeah uh, i want to be a rapper before i want to be a country singer like, that was, <laughs> I, don't, I didn't think that was gonna work out there's too many white rappers um but yeah uh so i really wanted for this for this project i wanted to focus on the the people that i wanted to sound like i, I want to sound like the people that i like my influences yeah. so i just started listening like going back to what i used to listen to as a kid and what I used to listen to in high school and stuff like that. So, yeah. And that was rap music and punk rock music and some country, a little bit of new, new country, Texas yeah. country. So just kind of tried to mix that all together and make it into yeah. something. If you yeah. look at the, yeah, no, I agree. I think if you look at it though, it's like, there's a lot of similarities between old school like we're talking lyrical rap music and even like older nineties country. Pe Dude. Some people may be like, what are you talking about? But it's storytelling, man. That is no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Storytelling. Dude, it's storytelling and rhythm and rhyming and, and lyricism. So yeah. it, it's weird. I've been listening to like the new rap kind of lately. Yeah. I've been trying to get into like the SoundCloud rappers and stuff. <laughs> My friends kind of turned me on to some, some people and I'll give them a listen. Sometimes like, dude, rap is going in that direction the yeah. same as country it's starting to turn into like heavy metal music and yeah. like punk music mm -hmm. yeah like the I, I listened to this one guy uh if y'all like rap if any of your followers like rap music and like want to try something different there's this guy named kenny mason okay and i remember listening to this one song he has 
and it goes from like a, a trap beat to like like acoustic yeah blink 182 guitar type stuff like i was like what is this like it made me go what like what the hell did i just yeah. hear it was just, it was crazy but i was like these guys are really like experimenting so yeah it's cool to see that though it's it's really cool because how many people are going to say I only listen to country or I only listen? Oh yeah, to no. like, that's usually not the case. You know, they're just so. going to say I listen to so and so is what yeah. they're going to say. It's I'm, I'm so interested to see where music goes in 20 years, like where yeah. it will be. I do like where it's going now because I think you have a lot of these subcultures now too. With you know. And, 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 you know, you obviously have the, the pop side of things, which I've never been a huge fan of, but then you're, you're having a lot of these subcultures that are coming out. Like you said, the rappers who are taking like a punk rock and throwing a little bit of like guitar in there with their sound. And then, you know, you have that, it's not traditional country music. It's really evolving into something more with that alternative rock feel. So I like that some of these music types, you know, who, you know, who machine gun Kelly is, right? Yeah. 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 Did you listen to his album? Yeah, it's like punk rock. Yeah, it's just a punk rock album with Travis Barker. Yeah, which is crazy. But he found that lane too, and it fits. It fits him. It's like that. Yeah. He's dating Megan Fox. and Yeah, man. (laughs) What a guy. That Megan Fox was definitely um, Megan Fox and Transformers when she was fixing the car. Mm-hmm. I was like the the crush of my life, like the, oh, yeah. the love of my life. <laughs> I was like, wow, this this girl. Have, is you, have you have you seen her thumbs? No. Have you seen Megan Fox's thumbs? Uh uh-uh. uh She has like a a condition. If you ever get the chance, look it up because she has toe thumbs. They look like big toes. What? It's like the only flaw that she has, man. No way. Yeah, she even had them during Transformers. She was turning that wrench, man. She had weird looking thumbs. (laughs) Swear to God, dude. Oh, my God. That is hella funny. Yeah, man. Uh, Toe thumbs. for, for, For a guy like Machine Gun Kelly, who is a great rapper. I mean, he's super talented. Yeah. For him to go to punk rock and just succeed the way he did in it, I was like, dude, you should have done this from the jump. But honestly, you're good at both. So, yeah, he found I'm, it's it'll be interesting to see what he does now because he has I think he's elevated himself even more with a fan base by going into that punk rock. So I wonder if he'll phase out or if he'll stay in that lane. It'll be interesting to see there. I don't know. Speaking of changing things up, um, the last podcast, I meant to talk to you about your football days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. What about them? So did you play D1? In, was your college a D1 or D2? It was a Division two called Lenawood University right outside of St. Louis, Missouri. Um, okay. It was one of those things, dude, and I, for anyone that's athletes listening, I mean, I know the the recruiting games probably changed since I, I was going through it, but um, I had D one uh, like double A offers, and then I also had some D one um, preferred walk on stuff. And in high just, school, yeah, in high school, okay. and I was coming off some knee injuries too, which never helps the recruiting process. But when I went to this visit, I was like, you know what? It's Division two, like it's kind of close to where I was currently living. 
Um, I was like, I'm going to go have a great time, but probably not going to go there. And I go and the facilities blew me away. Um, the coaches were great and met some really good guys. And then they had a corner who actually plays for the Seahawks. Now Pierre Desir, who was getting a lot of like NFL and media coverage and was like, he's ended up getting drafted. So I was like, wow, this is, you have the opportunity. If you're good enough, they're going to find Yeah, They're going to, yeah. You can. And, and so was that, the, but was that, was that like one of your goals is to go to NFL? It was, I think it, I think for anyone that I think it's it, every, it's, yeah. I think it's any college athletes goal to yeah. like, I, dude, what if I got, what if I got the golden ticket, man? Yeah, no, it is, dude. I mean, it's, and like I said, I had two ACL surgeries before I even got to college. So I Dang, was, oh my gosh. Yeah. So I was That's insane. Yeah. It, it was crazy, but I was lucky to play in college and, you know, not have any crazy injuries, not get surgery again. So that was an absolute blessing. But by the okay. time it was over, I was like, one, I, I probably, so I switched from quarterback to tight end my fourth year cornerback or quarterback quarterback QB. Okay. And then that's what I played in high school. And then they transitioned me into tight end the last two years because we got a total coaching wipe, got new coaches in, ran a new offense, ran a new system. And they were like, Hey, we really need a tight end. We think you can play the position. Would you be willing to switch? And originally I was like, no, I'm a quarterback. Like I've been, you know, putting the last however many years into perfecting that um but when i well, thought dude, about you it you have that quarterback funny. mentality though too yeah like it's you're the you're the guy with the ball who makes the plays like, yeah it's just one of those things where you know looking back the thing i miss the most is the locker room right like the, oh, the yeah. guy being with the guys of course you can't replicate the way that it feels putting on pads and going out and going to war with your boys like that, that feeling is irrep like you can't feel it anywhere else. Um, so that of course I miss, but overall, you know, it's the bus rides. It's the being with the guys in the locker room. It's the cracking jokes and pranks and shit with each other. Right. Um, so when I was posed with that question, I had already put so much time into Lindenwood that I was like, you know what? Like, let's go ahead and make this transition. Enjoy the last last bit of time we have with the guys, and ended up being something that was great. You know, it was totally different, but it was it was fun to see the field from another side of things. So, right. Yeah. I mean, I like me growing up. I never played any like foot. Fo I never played football. Like, yeah. never played football. I played football on the street. With my <laughs> yeah. boys. Yeah. No pads like getting scraped up but i mean i i never i never have been in a football locker room yeah. with like with people or anything like that so i mean I, i'm always curious yeah. especially especially in college like it's got to feel a little bit like like because i watch so like hard knocks is on hbo yeah. right yeah, now yeah, so yeah. i'm watching the cowboys dude and i just geek up at like the stuff that they're doing at training camp and stuff like that yeah. and um i can't help but think that i mean even though you, I mean, obviously NFL thing didn't work out. I feel like you probably gain a shit ton of leadership skills. And that's probably why you're motivated the way you are and why you have such a good work ethic and why you work so yeah. well with people is because of that experience. 
Yeah, there's one thing. Yeah, I agree. There's one thing that I always say, and it's like you look at everything that's going on in the world today and like all the stuff and all the bickering and the division and stuff. And I'm like, look, you're in a you're in a locker room with a hundred plus dudes. And I'm telling you, I played with black, white, Asian, purple. It does not even matter. I've played with people who are super healthy. I've played with people who are uh, literally have been homeless or our home, like I'd played with so many different people. And that's the thing that's beautiful about the game of football and sports in general is that everyone in that locker room had one common goal and we all had to work together to be able to get to that goal. And that's just like a band. That's just like a, your work. Yeah, I was about to say, it's, mean, the, it's the same thing. Yeah. I mean, the band's my football locker room. Yeah, dude. exactly. Like we exactly. do the exact same stuff. We talk shit to each other, play yeah. pranks. Yeah, do all sorts of cool stuff. But at yeah. the end of the day, we're we're all just a we're all fam. You know what yep. I mean? Yep. And that's the beauty of it. And that's that is what I wish everybody that has never been a part of something could like get that to experience. could feel. Yeah, is people coming together for a common goal, no matter what. Like, uh, and being able to, you know, the work ethic that it takes, um, you know, the discipline that it takes learning to fail, learning to get knocked down a million times physically, <laughs> like, you know, you're oh, going to yeah. get knocked down, you know, usually more mentally in the, in the normal world, but just oh. it's the same thing, right? Physically you can get knocked in the dirt too. <laughs> but Hey man, since, uh, since we talked to you last, you know, we've been, we've been, we've gotten the chance to, uh, go on the road and go. I mean, we've been as far as, as Tyler, Texas. I know, if there's any if there's any important popular bands listening right now, the farthest we've got is Tyler, Texas. So, but that's that was a big deal for us because it's nine hour drive from West Texas. We're just some West Texas boys. We haven't seen trees like that, and unless we go to another state yeah. or something. So, um, but man, we've had our share of shows where they've just been awful. Like there will be no one there. That's the worst part about it is when there's no one there is the silence because you'll play, you'll, you play a show and you expect like Aaron Watson was, went great because there was a ton of people there. And we play, we play the show that we play. And of course we're going to get applause, some applause, like some applause is better than no applause, but there have been places where we'll get done with playing a song and it'll just be dead silent. And like, it's so uncomfortable. So, I mean, there's been events where we've had to play private event. We played one private event, like on the, on the sand. You're not supposed to like put equipment. Yeah. We have 10,000, like over $10,000 worth of equipment and we're putting it on sand, like beach sand. Like I'm not even talking (laughs) coarse sand. Like I'm talking this, this shit gets on you, man. Yeah like a gust blows and it's going into the speaker and it may ruin it or something like that. But, yeah. but we've, we've, we've seen some crazy stuff and done some crazy stuff since the last time we talked on the road and yeah, other gigs. Yeah. And that's, and that's part of it. I can't speak to as much of the, the grind of being on the road. I can imagine it's, it beats you down after a while, but I mean, that's the, that's the thing. It's like, I remember, I remember going and seeing Cody Johnson um, probably 10 years ago now in a bar with a hundred people. And, you know, he was 
just coming down after the show and saying what's up to everybody and hanging out and you know um now watching you know six doing sixty thousand a couple years back in at the houston like arenas and stuff like that it's just crazy to see that like transformation and um it's just a belief in something bigger than yourself i think for anything you know because if you do stuff just solely for yourself you're probably gonna fail yourself a lot you know you got to have something that is bigger than you that you are gonna you know fight through the tough days get up when you get knocked down you know whether it's doing it for your family or for the band or whatever else it is, you know, I think anything in life that you actually really got to push through and do like, it has to be bigger than you. That's one thing I've been thinking about. No, a hundred percent agree with that. I yeah. mean, I wake up every day and find myself two or three times being like, why am I even doing anything? Yeah. Like, why am I even at, even at, cause I still do work a day job. I mean, hopefully, you know, one day stuff works out for one, either one, but, I'm hoping it's the music one because it's the one I like the most, but yeah. Um, I find myself every day asking that question, like, what am I doing here? Like, is this even worth it? Yeah. But you just got to keep telling you, like, it's, it's not about you. It's about other people that are counting on you, uh, to do the best job you can, I think, yeah. in yeah. my opinion. And it's, and that's something you can always hang your hat on, but two, it's, you're obviously passionate about, what you're doing right. now and you're you're gaining traction i mean y'all have since we talked last which i think it was god it, it was, was uh was it last year yeah it was last year it was last that was year during wasn't the, it? that was during the pandemic yeah like so the beginning of almost it. a year ago probably huh yeah. that's been a long time in a year yeah so i mean from from then until now i mean look how far you've come already with the album, oh yeah 100%. almost on yeah. two i mean the shows, I mean, that you've been doing, I mean, they can speak for themselves too. The fact that you're gigging like you have been, crowd or no crowd, I mean, that's that's something to be happy about. You're seeing progress. And that's why I think it's it's easy to get caught up in the exact moment where you're like, shit, this went wrong or that went wrong. But when you zoom out and you look at the thing and you're like, last year we did this and this year we did this, look how far we've come. Like that's, I think that's a good way to look at it. Well, especially with us being being where we're at at the point we're at we've been like i said we've been really fortunate i'll be humble but we've also been very lucky stuff just happened to go the the right yeah. way and i think that's how a lot of things are in life sometimes something just goes right or maybe a couple of things go right maybe it's like a snowball effect like maybe one thing one small thing goes right like even being on that playlist. And then the next yeah. thing you know, it snowballs into something huge. Yeah. And um, we've been, we've been really fortunate, man, to, uh, to play, to open for and play with some of the guys that, uh, that we played for so far. Like, yeah. I mean, so we, we played the Hector theater that, um, so the Hector theater, for those who don't know, for the song Ode to Bourbon, that's where, the first single we ever came out with was the live track. That's the one everyone is most probably most familiar with besides no vacancy. And that was recorded at the theater where we opened for Aaron Watson. Well, we wouldn't have gotten the Aaron Watson gig if we wouldn't have opened for Shane Smith and the saints. 
And we wouldn't have opened up for Shane Smith and the Saints if we wouldn't have put on a hell of a show when we played this. Uh, it's like a public free concert, but it, it sold out. Our show sold out and it was free. Yeah. But the whole entire theater was was packed. And yeah. it was probably like one of the best shows we ever played. I think Aaron Watson was the best show we ever played now. Yeah. But uh, it's it's nice because it's like you just keep getting better as you go from show to show. Because yeah. even 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 from the the worst ones, the ones where there's no noise and there's no people, you still learn lessons. Or like regardless, you're gonna learn a lesson from it. Like oh, maybe next time we need to talk to the bar about promoting it. You know, maybe there was an issue with sound. Maybe there was an, maybe it was, they scheduled it on the day a big name was playing down the street or something yeah. like that. And so everyone was going to see them and the bar was just dead. I mean, some, most of the time it, it may not be you, but you live and you learn, I guess. Yeah. No, absolutely. Lance, especially not- in this thing. Yeah. No, Lance, I want to pull you in too because I want to yeah, get come on, man. a little bit of, I'm going to go get some more apple juice. I'll be right back. <laughs> All right. Sam's taking an apple juice break. Yeah. Lance, I, we've How heard some of Sam. Good, good. So go ahead and introduce yourself uh, to everyone that, you know, can't see you right now. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. How's it going, everybody? My name is Lance Vanley. Uh, I am the rhythm electric guitar player, and I sing backup vocals. Help Sam uh, write some of the songs, and then uh, I am who kind of puts all the music together. Yeah. Uh, for all the songs that you hear on the album, Sam and I, uh, you know, for everything that goes in, it's kind of, you know, mostly a joint effort where he'll, you know, he's got a song. He's like, you know, I think I got something here and he may have kind of a couple chords or he may not. And we kind of get together, start writing and start figuring out, you know, what do we want this to sound like? And and uh, luckily he and I work very well where uh he he might have said before or he's definitely said you know he'll, he'll give me you should play it like a bop bop doodly doo doo bop thing and it's like instantly it's just like transmits waves to my brain i'm like oh like like this he's like yeah he's like that's he's like i can't play it but i know i know like the sound that i'm looking for yeah and so that just that like that's been you know super amazing in this process of you know being a part of this band you know from the beginning is Sam and I vocally work super well together. We blend and that just makes it, you know, super easy to sing these songs and, and to go out and have a good time. Cause you know, it's like, we always just end up linking up and it just works out. Yeah, no, I, I remember talking about that, you know, and it's, I think that's really cool part about, about bands that have like, everyone kind of has a little role that they play and it's, it's so cool to see everything come together when you have that musical chemistry. I have yeah, a buddy that's 100%. like that. It's like you get together and like you said, he can name off a little melody and you can make it come to life. Um, yeah. So that's, that's a really cool thing. I want to hear your thoughts specifically on, you know, the journey that you guys have been on recently and kind of, um, you know, where you see yourself going here within the next, you know, with this new album and in the next coming years. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so recently, you know, it's like you said, or like Sam said, things have been, you know, picking up, been getting out on the road, playing shows. And really, I mean, we're just about to hit our busiest month. It's going to be October. We're going to be playing six shows uh, all over West Texas, all over Texas, really. 
Yeah, we got one in uh, Angleton. Yeah, in September, uh, September 10th, we're going to be down in Angleton, Texas, South Houston. And then, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, it's been, we've been really fortunate with a lot of the things that have happened lately of just, you know, getting to play these places, getting to play the actor and getting to play in front of these, you know, these big acts. There's a ton that we even talked about just Monday. We were talking about just, you know, what are those little things that we can do to elevate the experience of, you know, seeing a live band play? It's like, you know, you can think back to any of the concerts that you consider, you know, oh, that was one of the best concerts I've been to in my life, or that concert was so much fun. That band was so much fun. There was, you know, something they did on stage. You know, it's like they throw out, you know, like I've seen Austin Mead throw out these huge blow up dolls into the crowd and <laughs> beach balls and like, uh-huh. They do all this crazy stuff. I mean, I've seen Co Wetzel live, and he's kind of his own animal when it comes to stage presence. Yes, he, he is. Just, he just downs a bottle of Jack and busts it on the stage, and you're like, whoa, my gosh, this is the craziest thing I've seen. Yeah. And it's like, it. we're probably not going to go that far. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's just hey, thinking. Let's just say this. The last time I saw him in concert, he destroyed his drummer's drum set. <laughs> but I guess when you're sponsored by like musical companies, it doesn't really matter what you break. So yeah, yeah we're uh, maybe we're, that's a goal to set. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe so we can break our drummer's uh, drum set oh, at the end I'd of each love tour. To do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's you know it's it's this continual like stage of like you talked about and kind of what this podcast is about is you know what are those little things you can do to build yourself up and to make what you're doing better and to build yourself into a better person, or in our case, build ourselves into a better band uh, yeah. in the live performance. Because I mean, you can listen to to our songs or anyone else's songs all day long, but it's that live experience that kind of really pulls out who that band is, who that artist is. And like, it's, I mean, it really is, it's an emotional thing when you go to concerts and these, you know, different things happen or it's that song yeah. that, has all these memories attached with it that Mm. you get to go and see live. And maybe it's with that person that you have those memories with. And, you know, it's like you get to experience that live and that just brings a whole nother elevation to the song. Cause then every time you hear it again on your Spotify or on Apple music, whatever you like, you just, you just instantly get teleported back. And that's something that, that we want to be able to do um, with the songs that we already have out the songs that we'll be releasing in the future is that, you know, you can place those experiences and those memories to that song. And hopefully they're all good memories. I'm sure sometimes there'll be some sad memories to yeah. a song. I know I've got those in my back pocket as well. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we just want to continue to grow and, uh, you know, keep keep working as hard as possible. Yeah, there is definitely. I love what you said there, because. You know, you think back, like you could really love a song or an artist um, when it's recorded and you're like, you connect with it, you vibe with yeah. it instantly. But then once you get in person and see a live performance, it really solidifies everything. And then yeah. every time after that, it's like you have way more of an actual bond with the artist, with the song. Yeah, because absolutely. You've been there in person. You've seen it. You've heard it. 100%. Yeah. Love that. 100%. Sam, uh, Lance was telling us a little bit about your, you know, chemistry that you guys have when it comes to songwriting or even just creating. Um, can you speak on that a little bit, kind of how you guys bounce off of each other? Well, so it's like he said, 
I come up with an idea or I'll already have a song written for the most part. Um, and, and most of the time it starts off with lyrics. But if we're trying to write spontaneous stuff like what we've been doing now, we mainly sit in this room that we're sitting in right now. And he'll, I'll either tell him, I say, OK, so I got this riff or I got this part and, or he'll or he'll just start playing something. And sometimes he'll switch it up and then I'll say, I'll I'll be out like I'll be outside because I have a balcony right next to it. So I'll, you can ask Lance. I just go chain smoke cigarettes and meditate <laughs> the entire time. That's my writing process. Yeah. And I'll come back. I'll come back in or I'll, I'll hear something because the walls are so thin in my apartment. I can hear him yeah. playing something. And I'll be like, that sounds cool. And I'll come in. I'm like, I like that. I was like, quick, <laughs> like, so he has a looper pedal. So for those of y'all oh, yeah. who don't know what a looper pedal is, is you can play a part and then click it and then it'll play it over and over and over again. So we, if we find a part that we like, which is kind of what we did with our most recent song that yeah. we're starting to write is we'll just repeat it over and over again, sit there with pen and pad and we'll just try to come up with some parts. We'll freestyle. Or if we have, if we have something in the catalog that we've written that could apply to it, you you uh you just use that we can use that and then you you build off of it yeah so i mean when you when you saying that we we feed off of each other it's it's mainly on stage so i sing that's my job that's pretty i'm I'm a decent guitar player i know i know a few chords but i don't know in enough chords like he does (laughs) i mean he went to school for it so yeah but when we do sing, I can feel if I change something up, he's super tight, super quick to change it up with me. So it's a good person to have when, in, especially in a show, when you do want to change something up, maybe. Mm-hmm. But as far as the writing stuff goes, we just come in this room and lock ourselves in here and just try to try to come up with something that sounds good. Sometimes, sometimes you come, we come in here and we don't get anything done. Yeah. Or maybe we just get one thing done. Yeah. That's what we, we try to, that's our goal is we try to get at least one thing done. So that way you didn't spend three or four hours or however long we spent yeah. doing basically nothing. But I think recently we've been in the right, I don't know if we've been in the right mindset or what it is, but we've been coming out with some pretty cool stuff and I, I, I really enjoy it. So, well, yeah, even I mean, even on that note, there was something that that we had written uh, a few months ago in here. And uh, Sam, Sam kind of just had this melody line and uh, kind of like worked on that. And then we brought it to the band and we're like, hey, we kind of got this idea. And it's kind of like the best way I can kind of describe the melody line is almost kind of like a little bit like Irish melody line. It's like a happy, yeah, happy go lucky type. Okay, so okay, this is uh, let me. All right, Mason. Here is a another influence that I had. I watched. uh, I downloaded the movie. Have you heard of the movie or the documentary Tallahina Sky? I don't know if I've heard of that. Which what's it on? It's it's a it's a Kings of Leon documentary. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a documentary of of Kings of Leon. So I'm a huge Kings of Leon fan. And I, uh, I actually went and saw them, I think it was a year before last at the Houston rodeo and it was so sick, yeah. but, um, 
I really like their melodies and their guitar parts. So I came up with, I, I, I was just listening to them a bunch and I, I had this melody and it was stuck in my head and I, I couldn't play it on the guitar. So I told him and I did the thing that I usually do. I do scat language. Diddly, diddly, diddly. <laughs> And like he he started doing it and he was like, I like that. He's like, this is like a happy song. It's not sad. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I was like, I want it to kind of be happy. I mean, yeah. it can be a little sad, but yeah, we presented it to the band and they were like, this is awesome. And so then they all kind of just started coming in and. Yeah. Well, it's, well, I mean, what we'd come up with, it ended up, you know, we, we knew it was kind of a chorus section, but we weren't, you know, kind of sure what the feeling of the rest of the song was. And so we kind of kept this kind of happy go lucky kind of like, you know, dancing around vibe. And then all of a sudden uh, our bass player just came in on this like really groovy, like halftime part, just hanging on a note. And we kind of sat there and I was like, keep playing that. I was like, and then got our drummer. I was like, Hey, I need you to, you know, play something along the lines with that. And we ended up kind of, finishing out all the music for the song and it like it still has this whole like this whole vibe but we then were able to bring in kind of the new sound that we're that we're reaching for for this next album and it's kind of you know like you said before we're gonna have you know it's more music focused and obviously lyrics are still going to be you know to the best of our ability and you know all of that but it's this sound that is a little more heavier kind of leans into some more Southern rock type stuff. And, uh, and it's, I remember it was just that practice. I was like, like, and it's not that practices have been boring or anything like that, but it was just like, all of a sudden we like, we spent like an hour and a half working on that. And I was like, this is the most fun that I've had in such a long time. Cause we had, we had been in, we had not been in a writing mode for so long. Cause it was like, we finished up, um, the album, we got that done and, you know, we still, you know, we'll go over originals from time to time, but it was like the new we stuff. Were, it, 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 the best, the best thing is the new stuff because it's fresh and new and you haven't played it a hundred times. Yeah, exactly. You know, so. Exactly. And it's, uh, but it's, and it's, it's cool because you get to, you get to work with everybody in the group and everybody gets to put their little bit of magic into that, like little, their little part. Yeah. So yeah, no, a hundred percent. And so it's just, it's been a great time because, yeah, it's like you said, it's like you can kind of get stuck in a rut. Uh, sometimes, you know, if we're playing, you know, we're playing the same songs over and over again because obviously we're, I mean, we're writing new stuff, but a lot of the new stuff we have, we're not going to be playing any of it live for for at least a little while because, you know, we don't want to play it out before yeah. we even get the album out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, we do the, the, the latest single that we're going to put out, we have been playing it and it's so far it's, been killing it so yeah yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be great yeah like you said we got we got it we got it all finished uh in the studio last sunday one day got in there got it taken care of and right now you know it's just in the process of being mixed and mastered and so we're just we're waiting on that to come back waiting on a little bit of artwork right now as well and so we're just you know pretty much it's kind of as soon as we get all that together we're just going to be pushing that so yeah. people can have something new to listen to because it's like you know, Sam will get texting people. It's, it's like uh, it's like letters to Santa Claus, dude. I get them in every day. Like, what? I want this music. I want new music. And I'm like, 
uh, we're working on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Patience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it's, you know, we're, you know, we're planning on having this one come out hopefully in the next few weeks. And then uh, hopefully as well, we've got another one down the pipeline to hopefully come out uh, near the end of October uh, and kind of, so we can have a couple of songs that we put out that aren't going to be on the next album. Yeah. So they're just standalone. So it's not like, you know, it's like, here's two singles six months before the album comes out. And then you're just going to get the same exact songs on the album. It was like, no, we want to get something new and fresh that kind of turns people's ear to what this kind of sound like, what we're going to start sounding like in the future. And it's not like it's, you know, it's not as drastic of a change as machine gun kelly going from rap to (laughs) it's not anything like that i'm sure i'm sure if you enjoyed our music that you're probably still going to enjoy you know what's coming down the pipeline but it is just that thing like y'all spoke about you know just growth and you know kind of continuing to evolve our sound and it's what we enjoy it's what we enjoy playing and you know and it's and it's stuff that'll continue i think to possibly even, you know, perform better live than what you hear on the album. You know, it's going to sound great there, but it's like, there's just some elements of that, that, you know, being in a live setting, like we spoke about before, it's like, it just, you know, changes the whole dynamic. Well, yeah. I mean, I think with this whole project, the benefits outweigh the non-benefits. I mean, I think we have, like you said, we have fun at practices because we're playing stuff that we like to play. And like I told you, you know, Mason, that, you know, we're going to, I wanted this album to be about the band. I didn't want it to be about anybody else. So if they, if they're happy playing it and they enjoy the parts and they enjoy the music, then I'm happy. So, I mean, and we're just going to keep going that way. I think uh, I'm more excited about the next single than the single we're putting out because uh, the, 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 the next single we're putting out was the first song I ever wrote which is kind of cool. It's kind of weird for me though, because it may be a good song, but I was like, this is when I was at like Bush league, you know, I was, yeah, playing, yeah, I, was yeah. I was in peewee music songwriting. Um, and then, but this next one is one of those uh, spontaneous ones that I wrote. And it was one of those things where, so to do the, the news for the new songs, it's um, I'm I do I start doing this thing where I because you know I tell you I write I try to write 15 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. I I have like a word generator in my phone, and I'll just like basically spin the wheel and whatever word it lands on, I'll say okay, write about that or like make that a song. So it's kind of I'm kind of like training myself. A little I bit. like that. I like that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, everybody that's listening, go check out Treaty Oak Revival. You guys know where to find them all the streaming sites go see them when they're in texas we got a we got a high following that listens to the show from texas so That's i'm sure there's gonna be some people that you know dude you i'm so them, yeah i hope to see I'm, them out of i'm life, so though. i'm so i'm so proud of you man like i've been i've been listening to the podcast i listen to the up church one i may have been listening yeah. to the music ones and stuff yeah but they are so dope man and i'm really proud of you and dude cheers to the move to nashville man yeah cheers to that for Absolutely. sure Congrats. i got i got um it, it really has been cool um having the having bands on and like mixing you know something that's my passion as well with music and and you know 
something that I think speaks to everybody in, in a lot of different ways. It's one of those 100%. universal languages, man. Like, yeah, it's, it's an amazing thing. So it's been really cool to be able to see the progression. Not, it really has. Yeah. Not to, not to mention there are artists that you like. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, seriously, Pecos too. Pecos in the rooftops. Oh, they came yeah, out with a banger album um, shortly after they came on the podcast and they've been killing it. Um, yeah, Austin Upchurch, great dude, great music. Well, man. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's been, it's been awesome to, to be able to see that. I do have one more question for you guys though. Where, so five years from now, where is Treaty Oak Revival? Dude, hopefully quitting our jobs and touring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I need yeah, a, I mean, we're hoping to be on the road. We've got people, you know, from, from Alabama, from Georgia, from South Carolina, from Colorado. We got a guy from Arkansas. Yeah. I got people from we got, You know, we got people, oh, you Illinois. know. Asking, Nashville, you know, baby. When are, you, when are you coming up? When are y'all coming yeah, up? That's here? what I'm saying. So, if, we, if we have a show in Nashville, if we have a show near Tennessee, we need to do another pod. Yeah. A live pod. A live would be sick. Live would be I sick. Would be, I, would I was be just so thinking down. like, man, Nashville, we got to get y'all to Nashville. That would That's, be awesome, man. That would, that would be, be sick. That would be amazing. That'd be the dream. But yeah, I mean, sick. yeah, just for the future, just continue to do what we do, make music that we enjoy, make music that other people enjoy yeah. and have a good time while doing it. You know, like you said, the dream, I mean, for anyone in, in our position or around this, you know, it's always, you know, how can I turn this into my, into my day job? So I don't have to do my day job anymore because I mean, that's, you know, it's hard to find something that, you know, you can truly give a hundred percent to that you're just absolutely in love with. And uh, you know, if we can just continue down this road and hopefully continue to grow, then, you know, hopefully within soon we'll be out in a city near you. There you go. Uh, Yeah. I think if the trajectory keeps going the way it's going, uh, Five, in in five years, I think uh, you'd be surprised where we we're at. No, I believe it. I be, momentum is a crazy thing, man. It really Absolutely. is. You guys are on the right track. When I saw, especially, yeah, it's great. Especially when it's like ramped up the way it's had, and just like the the few years we've been doing it is crazy. Like I said, I mean, we haven't talked in a year, and there's been so much that's happened. Yep. So five five years from now. We're going to be setting goals, man. Don't yeah, worry. I love it. I love to hear it because, yeah, you guys are great at what you do and and the music Thanks. speaks to a lot of people. So keep keep at it. It's it's It'll awesome do. to see. We'll keep hammering, brother. Yeah, yes, sir. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Breathing Air podcast. Y'all go check out Treaty Oak Revival. Give them a follow and listen. Stream the new album. It's badass. And if you're in Texas or anywhere where they're playing, go check them out. Tell them you heard them on the podcast also. I'm sure they'll get a kick out of that. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. All right, buddy. Take care. Peace. Sitting on the curbside liquor in my cup Wish says goodbye and the phone hangs up And it's kind of got me feeling some type of way Like a sinner left sitting on judgment Company man said
Goodbye in the phone.